It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Monday edition of Lockdown Rams. Welcome back. Hope you guys had a great Easter the other day. A little bit different than normal. Spent a lot of time personally on FaceTime, kind of catching up with family and friends. So I hope you guys were safe. Hopefully you got some family time, whether it was through FaceTime or an app like that, or if you're in the house already stuck with your family and you don't hate them already with all this quarantine, that you guys could have a good day. But we're going to start off this week with an awesome podcast for you guys today. We're going to do a mock draft Monday, of course. We've got seven rounds to get through, and the Rams actually have an extra pick this time. So uh, for the first time, we'll be drafting with seven picks. We're going to be doing that in the first two segments, because in the third segment, we've got a little extra treat for you guys. We are going to play the first portion of the 2020 Lockdown NFL Mock Draft Special. This project is a culmination of every host on the Lockdown Podcast Network's NFL channel, many of the hosts of the college channel. It even includes insights from the Draft Network, from the host on the Lockdown NFL Draft, and the Draft Dudes. Now, this isn't one of those predictive mocks where we think this is what they're going to do, so we will select that. Instead, the hosts are going to be picking what they want their teams to do on draft day, so there'll be traits, there'll be surprises. We're going to have our college host on providing player profiles from the players selected in the mock draft. With that, all 32 teams are going to be featured, even those without a first-round selection like the Rams. I got my two cents in here in that second round. This mock draft special started on Friday, April 10th, and is going to be airing all the way through through Friday, April 17th. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NFL on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you don't miss a show. And if you do, just go back to the archive, check it out. It is going to be an awesome week of content on the Lockdown NFL channel and specifically the Lockdown NFL podcast. So stay tuned. That's all coming up in the third segment. But for now, let's get into what we're going to be doing here, which is a full-on mock draft seven round here for the Los Angeles Rams. Don't forget, you can find us on social media, LA underscore Rambling Bear on Twitter is my personal. Lockdown Rams, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I want to see some of the mocks you guys have been doing. I want to hear about your thoughts about taking a wide receiver or running back early in this draft. Where do you think the Rams need to go? Share with me some of your thoughts. Also, subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Himalaya, and Google Podcast. Going to be a fun couple weeks here leading up to the draft. We're going to have lots of guests on talking about all different angles, talking to the college hosts more people from the Rams world, as well as some other guests kind of talking about what the Rams need to do here in this draft. So with all that good stuff out of the way, let's just kick right into it. Mock Draft Monday is back, and this time the Rams have an extra second round pick, this time coming from the Brandon Cooks trade with the Texans. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams, and this is your lead story. So as always, we are using the DraftNetwork.com Mock Draft Machine We are letting this thing roll for seven rounds. In this first segment, we're going to be talking about the first three selections the Rams have. 
I've hit start on the draft, and we are waiting our pick at number 52. Remember, the Rams have 52 and 57 now in this round, which makes things a little bit more interesting for them, allowing them to maybe go get a top-end wide receiver that falls or a top-end running back that falls. But we'll see when we get to our pick what is available, what was taken off the board. We are now there. Looking at the picks that just came in recent, the pick right before us, a safety that we've seen on the board here for the Rams before, Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois was taken. A guy that I've been doing some mocks and has fallen to us many of times, but not in this case, taken at number 45 in this draft with Jonathan Taylor running back out of Wisconsin. Going to be tough for the Rams to look past a guy like that when they're sitting with 52 and now knowing that they have a 57th pick behind them. He's off the board, but who is on the board? And this is someone we recently have been speaking about as we had Matt Muscata on from Lockdown LSU is running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He's the top player on the board right now. He's the 40th ranked player. We are pick number 52. Cam Akers, if you're looking at another running back, Florida State is sitting here. T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson, is the top wide receiver on the board if you're still thinking some offensive flash right out of the gate. Then if you're looking offensive line, you got Jonah Jackson, interior offensive lineman from Ohio State. Prince Tega, offensive tackle from Auburn. Matt Hennessy, interior offensive lineman from Temple. If you're going edge, you got Curtis Weaver from Boise State. Now, this one's tough for me because I am so tempted to take a running back here in the second round. I still think there's an opportunity for the Rams to trade back off of this selection. I've upgraded here on the mock draft machine to be able to do some trades. There's a couple trade partners here. Obviously, there's the Miami Dolphins with a ton of picks. They have a few picks behind us in the second and third round. There's also the Oakland Raiders, which I've executed a trade here before they've got three third rounders maybe gives an opportunity for the rams to pick up an extra third and get off one of these picks but i'm going to select picks as is maybe next week i'll start to dive into some of the trades and i'm going to go with my safe pick here especially since we've got two picks there's another guy i'm interested in here i'm going to go edge out of michigan josh uche i think right away he fills the need for the rams comes in giving some pressure off the outside. It's been a few weeks since I've selected him, so I feel a little bit more comfortable going back there. And I want to take a risk and see if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire would still be there. He is both running backs still on the board, but also the interior offensive lineman I love in Jonah Jackson from Ohio State, which makes my 57 pick even harder. Going right after the Rams, Eagles took a cornerback. The Buffalo Bills went with T. Higgins, the wide receiver. Malik Harrison, linebacker out of Ohio State, went at 55 to the Ravens. That was also an interesting pick, which I was maybe seeing if he was going to be here at 57. Going linebacker and edge right out of the gate would have been nice. But we're back to the drawing board. Very tempted to go Hilaire still. Going back to the conversation we had with Matt Muscana, really was nice to hear that he hasn't been overworked at LSU. And also, him coming out of the backfield is something dynamite. He's got the speed. He's got the power. Somebody who could come in and take 15 carries. And as Matt said, he only needs probably 7 or 8 to be impactful. But if we can give him 15, Sean McVay, Les Snead talked about having a running back by committee. So you know, at some point, there should be an interest at running back. But is it this early? in the second round again I would love to see a trade back here we will focus on making a pick though but I'm going to go with a guy that I haven't had an opportunity to draft yet but a position of need for the Rams and that's interior offense alignment I think the Rams are good at tackle yes I'd like to see a tackle maybe added throughout this draft at some point 
maybe not in the second round. But uh, a guy that I really love at this point is Matt Hennessy, interior offensive lineman out of Temple, three-year starter at center. What I love about this pick is it gives some depth at the center position. We know Austin Blythe is coming in most likely to be a center, but he signed a one-year deal with the Rams. So what is the long-term of this position? Maybe it's Matt Hennessy. Maybe you even give him a chance to compete at one of the guard positions, but bring him in. If Austin Blythe has any of his injuries, remember he had some ankle injuries last year. If we see any step back in performance, you got a guy that you could plug in right away, as well as if we see an injury at a guard and we need Austin Blythe to slide back over to a guard position, this allows Matt Hennessy to kind of step into that center position. I like him for the future of the Rams, especially in that interior offense alignment. So my first two picks, I go one side of the board, back to the other, defense, then offense. We got an edge. We've got a center. We are moving along into the third round. Our next pickup is number 84. Looking at some of the picks around us, number 83 right in front of us was quarterback Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. Kyle Duggar, safety, taken at number 80. Ben Bredesen out of Michigan, a guy really liked interior offense lineman, taken at 74. Jordan Brooks, linebacker out of Texas Tech. This is a guy who's been Talking with the Rams, he was taken at 73. He is off the board. Looking at who is on the board, and I know I've been begging to go and get a running back at some point. Eno Benjamin is still on the board. You still got the likes of Zach Moss on the board if you're going running back, which you guys know I am really leaning towards that at this pick. Van Jefferson, another guy who's spoken to the Rams, wide receiver out of Florida, sitting on the board. We took an edge in the first round, but a guy like Jonathan Greenyard is still an interesting pick here out of Florida. He's on the board. Linebacker Troy Dye from Oregon. We heard a lot of great things about him. He's still on the board. The Rams' next pick is at 104. You're trying to think who might still be there in this opportunity, but I think I'm going to go running back. I got to get one on the board. I love Zach Moss. He did have some history of injury in the past, but watching him in the past couple years, he's got some explosiveness. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's got some shiftiness from left to right. Zach Moss, grab your horns helmet. You're coming to LA. You are on the team, my friend. Needed a running back. I was tempted to go early in this draft. Number 52, Hilaire is sitting there. I still might regret it, but it changes the whole outcome of how you want to do this. I get my running back in the third round. I feel like I'm checking some boxes as far as some needs here. Offensive lineman, edge, running back, first three picks. So that brings us to pick 104, which we will take on the other side. We still got four picks to go to complete this Rams mock draft. We're doing it today in two segments. And the third segment is your intro, your full segment of the Locked On NFL draft that we are doing. But coming up next, Rams pick 104 in the third round. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a post-mortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked on Fancy Football with your Locked on Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fancy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So from doing these drafts many of times in the past month, I've done it a hundred different ways. And I think the Rams could do it a hundred different ways, depending on players that they really seem to love. I've done it where it's been majority defense. I've done it where it's been three offensive linemen with no running back. I've done one where I've drafted a running back early and then went defense. I've gone back and forth, offense, defense, offense, defense. This time I am leaning a little bit towards pick 104 here. Van Jefferson is still on the board from Florida. A guy that the Rams have met with potentially like his flexibility, not only at the wide receiver position, but in special teams as a returner. But there's other value, again, at that position. Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame still on the board. Colin Johnson out of Texas. Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. That might be a perfect fit. Looking at some of the other needs that we need. Linebacker, absolutely in love with Akeem Davis-Gaither out of Appalachian State. Linebacker, as well as linebacker Willie Gay Jr. I think another awesome prospect out of Mississippi State. Watching some of his film. Uh, Great speed. Great read and recognition, sideline to sideline, can really get it done. Both those prospects have some work to do before they get ready for the next level. But here at pick 104, I think we have to address another linebacker need. And it's really a toss-up here between the two guys I just mentioned, Akeem Davis-Gaither out of Appalachian State and Willie Gay Jr. I have been an ADG guy out of Appalachian State this whole time, so I don't think I can switch back on it. Uh, Willie Gay, I think, would be a great addition. But today, I am making the picks. And again, it is Akeem Davis-Gaither out of Appalachian State. I think him and Josh Uche should have some really fun conversations between the Appalachian State and Michigan. If you go back, what, 15 years now to that miraculous win up in the big house. One that broke my heart as a kid. But Akeem, you can make it up to me later with a bunch of tackles and coming in your rookie year and competing right away helping out that defense under the new coordinator. And that brings us into the fourth round, pick 126. The Rams are back on the board, looking at who was selected recently. Edge out of Syracuse, Alton Robinson, pretty interesting prospect. He was taken by the New England Patriots. Jack Driscoll, offensive tackle out of Auburn, was taken by the Steelers. Nick Cole, edge out of Auburn, taken by the Dallas Cowboys. And here we go on the board. Even if I passed on Zach Moss, another interesting prospect on the running back area from Appalachian State that could have joined Akeem Davis-Gaylor is Darrington Evans running back. So it is nice to know if the Rams decide not to value that running back pick high, second, third round. There's still guys in the fourth round that can be a good fill. And then they're sitting there, Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver out of USC, The Rams do need a wide receiver. Think about it right now. It's Robert Woods. It's Cooper Cup. 
Josh Reynolds, and then you go to tight ends as far as catchers. You got Higby and Everett. You need another guy to come in, be able to compete. Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. Love this guy. Watching more and more about him. Six foot four, two twenty. One of the things in his game that I think really plays to uh, maybe the likes of Sean McVay is he's a really good blocker for a wide receiver. Something you really see us giving credit to Robert Woods, another USC product. But that's going to be big for Sean McVay, seeing a guy that can go catch the football, but also when his number's not called, getting out there. We see a lot of those bubble screens here out of Sean McVay. Quick throw, go make a block, help your guy get free. I think that's an extra ability that he can bring to the team, as well as he's got great hands. So there's plenty of different directions you could go here. You go back to the offense line. You can even go tight end if you wanted to add some value there. You can go uh, defense still. You can go cornerback here. You can go safety. There's a few guys still on the board that are interesting. But I'm going filling a need, especially with Brandon Cooks gone. We got that extra draft pick in the second round. But here we are in the fourth round. We're going to use it on Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver out of USC. You're on the team, my friend. And now we wait for a little bit because the Rams do not have a pick in the fifth round. That brings us now, again, to my most used term during these mock drafts, to pick 199. That is the Tom Brady selection. You guys know it. I know it. So still a few needs for the Rams here. Cornerback is one. Yes, we've got some great guys on the roster. We have a couple young guys that are unproven at this point, but we also got a couple guys that don't have long-term deals. So uh, getting some depth of the position might be important. Uh, still might want to add some value on the offensive line. We've only taken one offensive lineman. That was interior offensive lineman, Matt Hennessy. So maybe you want to see some value there. I'm still thinking defense here, adding some depth at the safety position. Again, I think is going to be a need, especially a guy that can play multiple roles that can kind of be thrown around a little bit. Nikel Roby Coleman also gone. I think the Rams are going to get into training camp whenever that may be and start to kind of test some guys out, especially with guys like Taylor Rapp that have proven to be able to play all over the field. Kind of opens things up under this new defense under Brandon Staley to kind of look at different ways to put this together. I think giving some flexibility on that defense is going to definitely help in the next level. And that's why I am going to go with safety Shaheem Carter out of Alabama. Not highly ranked like everybody else, but again, comes from a big program, has made some big time plays. He was a former cornerback who has moved to safety. So he kind of understands that role, reading routes, covering man to man, those type of things. He doesn't have the greatest quickness, but he's been a playmaker at Alabama. Not known to be the biggest hitter, but... Uh, is a good tackler, which is going to be a big part in what he will need to do here in Los Angeles. But Shaheem Carter, safety out of Alabama. You're on the team, my friend. That means the Rams have one selection left. That is the last pick in the seventh round. And I feel like I do have to go get a little bit more love here for the offensive line. Just another guy to kind of add some value, add some competition to this room. Yes, we drafted at that position last year, twice brought in two really good guys in Bobby Evans and David Edwards. Both saw some playing time, both really had some really good production, as well as we went and made a trade last year for Austin Corbett, played at guard finished okay, but still there was some struggle there. Yes, he was new. There were some things you could look at on why it didn't really work out, but uh, needing another guy, another guy in that room to help out, I think is going to be important. So here in the seventh round, is it too late? Should I have done things a little bit differently? Maybe, but here we are. We've got one pick left and there's two guys on the board that I really love still in this draft. And that's Calvin Throckmorton, offensive tackle out of Oregon, a guy that's played multiple positions in his career 
We talked to Jordan Long of Lockdown Ducks. He said he's going to project more as a guard, which kind of makes me feel good about that opportunity, as well as John Runyon out of Michigan, another guy right now a tackle, but projected more as a guard. I've picked Throckmorton a handful of times. I think I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go John Runyon to close this draft. And it's funny, typically when I finish a draft, sometimes I'm like, exhausted and I'm going, oh, I just don't like it. But looking back on this draft, I'm actually pretty happy with this one. And I'll do a quick recap here. 52, Joshua Uche, edge out of Michigan, a guy that can come in right away and compete and get on the field in 2020 and have an impact for the Rams. Another guy, Matt Hennessy, depending on what we want to do at center. Yes, right now, most likely looks like Austin Blythe. But if there's any injury, if there's any step back in production, we got a guy like Matt Hennessy that can go in there, compete at the center position, maybe even bump him over to guard. You'll see that a lot in training camp if we bring him in. Third round selection, 84, Zach Moss got our running back, got my running back, the guy that I absolutely love in this draft. I'm still really tempted to go get a running back at number 52. You may see me do that in one of my mock drafts coming up because I think it is just so interesting, especially as the board kind of develops. You go get that running back right away in that second round with that pick 52, or you trade back and you pick him up at 57 if he's still there. Uh, Lots of interesting plays there. Uh, But with 104, I went Akeem Davis-Gaither, linebacker out of Appalachian State. Another guy I think that can come in right away can come in compete at linebacker for a starting position. Guys like Micah Kaiser are there. Yes, of course. Guys like Traven Howard, Troy Reader. But I think Akeem Davis-Gaither with his athletic ability can come in maybe right next to Kaiser. Maybe that's the one-two punch. But I like the impact of getting a guy late in the third round and having him be a day one starter or at least a day one competing to be a starter at training camp. With pick number 126, I addressed the need at wide receiver. Kept a guy here locally in Southern California. Don't have to change weather. Don't have to look too far for a new house. Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. Love how he blocks on the outside. Love his ability to have some speed. Great hands. Great catch radius. Love the connection with Robert Woods, having a guy that he can look up to right away, work underneath, kind of get that work ethic from another Trojan. Uh, Pick number 199, went back to the defense side of the ball, added a safety, Shaheem Carter, big-time program, Alabama, former cornerback, big-time playmaker, still has some things to work on, but with that group that he's already going to come in and be able to work with, I think that he would be able to flourish and then closing it out, 234, John Runyon, offensive tackle, guy that transitions more to a guard in the next level out of Michigan. I started with a Michigan player. I ended with a Michigan player. Seven picks in total. We covered all areas of the board. So here I am, pretty Pretty excited about this draft. If it went this way for the Rams, I still think they're going to be trading two, maybe three more times. We'll look to do that. Maybe later on this week, I'll do a trading mock draft. I've kind of messed around with them lately. Uh, The Raiders have been a trade opportunity. The Dolphins have been a trade opportunity. And I've gotten up to basically about nine picks, 10 picks in one scenario. Uh, And you can get a lot of players Or do you want to stick where you're at and get a little bit more value? That is the case that that is the argument you got to have. I'm really excited about some of the guests coming on over the next couple weeks, not only here on the network, but outside the network as we talk football, as we talk Rams, getting ready for this draft. We're going to dive a little bit more into the Brandon Cooks trade throughout the week, talking about that, what we got, what's the money we're giving up. And all that more, as well as we're going to be playing some of the clips from some of you guys, the listeners, 
Don't worry, I've got some to play. So if you sent me one, I'm going to try to do my best. Make sure you can hit us up on our Google number. Leave a message. Keep it short, 30 seconds or so. 657-345-4988. Lockdown Rams, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know where it's all happening at. We appreciate you guys listening. And now we pitch it over to our Lockdown Mock Draft with Brian Peacock, Matt Williamson from Lockdown NFL, Kyle Krabs, Joe Moreno of the Draft Dudes, Trevor Sikama, Ben Solak of Lockdown NFL Draft as they dive into the beginning of what was a really fun thing that we did here on the Lockdown NFL channel. Enjoy it and make sure to go check out all the episodes and the full episode over at Lockdown NFL. It's happening all week. I hope you guys enjoy it. But with all that said, you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time, peace. They've been playing the game their entire life. From the playground. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. I'm drafting number one. Maybe. To their high school. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go play some football. Let's go. To the university. We have 95 players here, so accomplished as athletes in high school. We gave them full scholarships to the best football program in the country. Now, their lives are about to change forever. Become your mom's favorite player? Whoa. This is Locked On NFL, and this is the Locked On Podcast Network Mock Draft. Welcome to the 2020 Locked On NFL Mock Draft special. Brian Peacock here alongside Former NFL scout Matt Williamson, we will take you through the first round plus in a network-wide mock draft. All 32 teams represented, even those without first-round picks. Hosts making picks for the teams they cover, our friends from the college side of the network with profiles on each one of these prospects that get selected in the Locked On NFL Mock Draft special, why they are considered worthy of first-round selections, and analysis from my co-host, Matt Williamson, as well as draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, and the Locked On NFL Draft crew, Trevor Sikama and Ben Solak. If you're listening to this kickoff episode on a team-specific podcast, you can follow along all week, every pick throughout round one on the Locked On NFL channel, teams are talking trades, so you may not know exactly where your team ends up selecting. We'll conclude this draft next Friday, checking in with those teams in round two who didn't select in the opening stanza, some of which might jump into round one before it's all finished, and recapping everything that went down all week long. Matt, I'm pumped. Are you ready to do this thing? I'm very ready to do this thing. This is a very cool event. I think people will enjoy it. We've had so many new subscribers since last year that didn't get to enjoy it. So you're in for a treat. You're in for a wild ride and a really well put together whole situation here starting right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was one of the most popular. It was the most popular show on the NFL side of the network last year. And I expect it to be even bigger and better. And the way things are right now in the world and wherever you are listening to this podcast, I hope you are well. And I hope this is something fun for you to listen to all week long. Matt, as the Cincinnati Bengals go on the clock with the opening selection in the Locked On NFL mock draft, you've been through this. What are teams doing in preparation the final days and minutes leading up to the first pick for those specific teams? 
Well, this year, who the heck knows? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that there's things like, you know, the, the electronics or the, or the IT people are coming to everyone's homes to make sure everything works, checking, double checking, doing all that kind of stuff. We mentioned before, you know, maybe you could run mock drafts in terms of let's try to just do a, a whole walkthrough, basically, of how this thing's going to work. If we're going to make a trade, who's in charge of calling this team, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, in olden in the olden days and the not 2020 draft, most of the hay is in the barn really a day or two before the draft. I mean, you might be calling agents of your favorite people to make sure that prospects didn't fall down the stairs or that knee that you're worried about isn't <laughs> flaring up. But for the most part, things should be done a couple days before the draft. Let's check in with some of our analysts here on the network. We have a pair of NFL draft shows, draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs of the draft dudes podcast. And let me just tell you as a couple of draft dudes, we are really excited for this locked on podcast network draft simulation where each host is going to make the picks for their team and uh, I know it's not the real thing, but it's pretty damn close. And this draft promises to be very exciting with all the dynamics between the teams with multiple first round picks and all the quarterbacks. So, Kyle, uh, I'm sure you're just as excited as I am. Yeah, the big mystery here is from the quarterback perspective, how many can we get to go early? And then the other fascinating subplot is when does the offensive tackle run start and how fast does it go? Because there's generally considered to be four top offensive tackles. There's generally considered to be three top quarterbacks. Maybe a fourth with Jordan Love if he sneaks in there. Remains to be seen. And the order of all seven of those players who are feasibly top 12 talents coming off the board is going to be a really interesting scenario to see how it actually plays out here. I think just as interesting as the offensive tackle discussion is the wide receiver. Everybody knows this is a really deep and talented crop of receivers, but there's really exciting guys at the top of the board. You know, could we see six, seven, eight guys go off the board in the first round? When does that run start? And uh, who are those late first round guys that uh, teams that, you know, like the Packers or or like the Saints and Eagles and, and Vikings? Who do they get if they are a, a left kind of picking the later half of those top tier pro prospects? So uh, offensive tackles, quarterbacks, wide receivers, the NFL is a passing league. And you can tell that this um, this draft is going to really help these offenses be more dynamic. Yeah, it's a deep class, and we're going to have a lot of opportunities to see players that in a typical class are probably off the board by 20. They might be lingering here in the late first round, early second round. So lots to look forward to, lots to get into. Looking forward to see how these teams start their drafts. Hey, everybody. Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak from the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast here with you. Excited to go on this journey of the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. Ben, this is going to be a lot of fun. There's so many things that could happen in this mock draft. What are you looking forward to most? Yeah, it's always nice when you're able to get 32 guys, each of whom knows their team as well as the host in the Locked On Podcast Network do, and they can control for their pick. And then you have the freedom for things like trade negotiations as the pick comes off the board. You have the ability for surprises as 
each individual analyst focuses on their guys. I think number one, we're not. It's not going to be a typical mock. It's not going to be like what we no, see definitely when not. only one person controls all thirty-two teams. Is going to be a lot more aggressive moves. So I expect to see big trade ups. I expect to see surprising picks, yep. and that's that's the reality with these. When you're controlling just that one team, you go and get your guy. That's what we see in the league. I guess that's what we'll be seeing in this mock as well. I'm really interested to see how the offensive tackles go here in the first round because. It's just the possibilities are endless. We saw that in our guest mock draft series that we're doing on our podcast. But, I mean, what other positions are are big ones? Quarterback, wide receiver, probably, right? Well, I think, yeah, I think that when you're making these sorts of picks and it's it's catered to your audience for your podcast, you're tempted sometimes to go for those sexier positions. And the sexy position in this draft is undoubtedly wide receiver. So to me, I'm really interested to see. We know the big three will come off the board and Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. Who's wide receiver four? Who's wide receiver five? And just how many can we fit in this first round? Ooh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Ben and I are going to be back with you recapping a lot of these picks throughout the mock draft. I'm very excited, so let's get it started. Okay, Matt, we're here. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Is there any doubt what the Bengals should do here? They earned the right through their poor play in the 2019 season to be drafting number one overall on everybody's list. It seems to be the same name, the same prospect that should go first overall. If their phone is ringing, should they even be answering it, or do they know who the pick will be with the first overall selection in this draft? I mean, you answer it, and if someone offers you a godfather-like offer, you consider it, and you still might not even say yes. I mean, I think Burrow is the super prospect. He would go first in almost every draft, you know, nine out of ten years. That's a gift, and the Bengals need it. He's an Ohio guy. They need to sell tickets. They need to sell jerseys. The offense that he falls into isn't in that bad a shape as first overall selections go. So I think it's kind of too good to be true. All right. With that, this draft is underway. Let's go to the hosts of Locked on Bengals and get the pick for Cincinnati. Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. The first overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals easily and without second thought select Joe Burrow. In fact, Joe, we received no calls in the war room for the number one pick. I guess everyone just knows not to ask. And I don't think we would have considered any offers anyway. So we make this pick. This pick has really been made since maybe late December when the Bengals lost to the Miami Dolphins in week 16 of the regular season and clinched their first overall pick. Joe Burrow went on a tear in the playoffs after that. And the Bengals will finally get a franchise quarterback. First time they've drafted number one since 2003 when they drafted Carson Palmer out of USC. They're in that position again. The roster has been turned over on the defensive side through free agency. And I think they're looking at this squarely of saying our Super Bowl window opens again if we draft Joe Burrow number one in 2020. That's right. The Bengals don't just spend money to spend money. This is a strategic injection of funds into the defense to make themselves competitive while they have Joe Burrow on his rookie deal for five years. He's, of course, expected to come in and be a day one starter in Cincinnati. Andy Dalton is still on the roster, but will not be on the roster by the time training camp comes around. He might not even be on the roster by the time the draft is finished. We are looking openly to trade Andy Dalton for whatever assets we can recover. And if that doesn't work out, he'll be cut before Joe Burrow shows up for rookie camp or for the first offseason activity that we're allowed to hold with these rookies this summer. 
Joe, how much better does Joe Burrow make this team? Well, the quarterback is the most important position, and I think we're looking at a guy coming off a historic college football season that many have said is the best passing performance throughout a whole season in the history of college football. What does he do better than Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton has been the Mendoza line for starting quarterbacks in the league for a long time, and I feel like all of the skills you look for typically when you look at college quarterbacks, usually they are the big guys with the strong arms going near the top, and you say, can they function in the pocket? Do they have accuracy? How's their IQ? How's their processing? Uh, how do they do off script? All the questions you normally go into tape asking with Joe Burrow, those are all the answers you have with him based on tape and based on what he showed this past year. All of those things are not in question. He has them in spades. It's the arm strength, right? That's the only area you really question. And I would say it's very similar to Andy Dalton. So it should be an upgrade in almost every area of quarterbacking other than that. And that's okay because when you look at the best quarterbacks in the league over the last 20, 25 years, whether it's Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, they all had those other features in their game without having a cannon for an arm. Simply put, Joe Burrow is the most influential recruit in LSU football history. In leading the Tigers to the 2019 National Championship, Burrow was fantastic, shattering school records and setting national marks that may not be touched. 5,671 yards and 60 touchdown passes for Burrow while completing 76% of his passes. His arm strength won't wow you, but Joe Burrow makes up for it everywhere else. His decision-making is elite, just six interceptions on the 2019 season. He's the son of a coach and a film room junkie. There's a story about LSU beating Alabama, getting back to Tus from Tuscaloosa to Baton Rouge, and when Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator, got to LSU football ops that night to go get the cut-ups of the film, Burrow had already beaten him there. Burrow has very underrated athleticism. Not only was he a high school quarterback, he was also a high school basketball player. And his ability to move the chains with his feet is something that many have overlooked throughout this process. Burrow is a fierce competitor whose teammates love him, who rises in the biggest moments. Should Joe Burrow stay healthy, he will have a long, prosperous NFL career as a franchise quarterback. This is Matt Moscona of Locked on LSU, your source for LSU and SEC content every day. All right, Matt, there's the pick. Joe Burrow goes number one overall to the Cincinnati Bengals, and there's a lot to like about Joe Burrow. I think maybe if you're nitpicking, you can find some knocks here and there about arm strength, which in some cases is completely overrated. And uh, I, I like what was said by many smart NFL people in the past that the quarterback position isn't so much played with your arm once you get to the NFL level. It's played from the neck up, and I think that's where Joe Burrow really shines. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he is a good athlete. He has a remarkable head and poise and confidence for the game, processing, accuracy, he does not have a power arm, and that worries me a little bit considering the area of the country he's going to when it's sleeting and windy and, you know, in the NFC North and late in the year. We'll see how he deals with that, but that by no means would slow me down from making such a pick. He's a tremendous prospect. More Locked On NFL Draft special coming up. The Washington Redskins are now on the clock with the second selection.
Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.